We sang in the responsorial psalm, Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. My joy will be full. This is about joy because this week was about vocations. Vocations, finding joy in serving God. Serving God, not the way we want to serve him, but the way he wants us to serve him. Discerning, thinking about where is God calling me in my life? On Thursday, I got to speak to the middle schoolers and I told them that vocation come in four flavors. There's a single vocation, married, religious life, and ordained life, priesthood or diaconate. I don't know if it got them any more interested. I figured they liked ice cream. I thought it was worth a try. Not seeing a lot of optimistic faces here either, but we're going to keep going anyway. The point is that God has a plan and calls us to his plan. The problem is we don't always listen for that plan. And if we do hear it, we oftentimes reject it. We think we have a better plan. That's especially true when it comes to discerning a vocation. There are people that just shouldn't be married. They should be single. They just don't get along well playing with others. Doesn't mean they can't serve God as a single person, but they probably shouldn't be married. But they think, well, everybody's got to get married, so I better just do this. Doesn't work out so well all the time. There's also people who should be married. But they don't know what they want to do. They can't commit. So they just stall that. There are definitely men and women who should be in religious life. But they reject that because that's too strange. Right? If I polled all the high school people here and I said, enter a religious community tomorrow, give up everything you own, make pledges of, or vows of obedience and chastity and poverty, I don't know if I'd get a lot of takers. But you know what? God is calling someone here probably to religious life, either a young man or a young lady. And then there's ordained life. Now, I'm giving you all this advice about listening to what God wants you to do, right? But when I was 10 years old, I already decided what I wanted to do. I was going to be a lawyer. And I assume that also included being married and having kids and all of that. And I didn't ask God, and I didn't ask my parents, I didn't ask anybody. I just decided one day when they, somebody said to me, what are you going to be when you grow up, little boy? And I said, I'm going to be a lawyer. And they said, really? I said, yep. And I stuck with it for 15 years. And I became a lawyer in 1984. And after that, I got married, and I had the vocation of being married and the career of being a lawyer. Because being a lawyer is not a vocation, that's a career. And I was happy. So I must have done something right, even at 10 years old, I must have had some sense of what God wanted me to do at that point in my life. The problem was, we started making more plans as I was nearing retirement. And at 50, I told my wife, you know, I'm going to retire early because I want to become a deacon, and I want to teach, and I think we should travel, and I think we should spend time with our grandkids. Of course, our son was only like 18 at the time, or, you know, at that point he was only 15. But you know, we were making plans. You have to have a plan. The problem with the plan was that my wife passed away in 2012. 
So I didn't have anybody to travel with, and I didn't have anybody to share my retirement with, and the whole notion of retiring early just suddenly lost its appeal. And unlike my 10-year-old self, who knew exactly what I wanted to do and went out and did it, at 50 or 52, I was thinking, now what? So I didn't know. So I started to think about how do you figure out a plan when you don't have one? Well, you ask somebody, somebody who had a really good plan, by the way, plan of salvation for the whole world. So I thought, well, I better start praying about this. And as I prayed, it occurred to me that I should get some professional help in prayer, and I went on the spiritual exercise of St. Ignatius, which is a great way to discern, to think about where God is touching your life and how you should respond. And in the back of my head, somebody planted a notion, God, I assume, that said, you should become a priest. And I said, that's ridiculous. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. I'm 52. So I went through the exercises a second time thinking that has to be a mistake. You know when you take your blood pressure and it's too high, you think that's got to be a mistake. I'm going to take it again. You young guys don't have to worry about that. But when you get older, you'll, you'll have that problem. So I did it again, and I got the same notion, you should become a priest. So I talked to the priest who was actually running the exercises, the, the directing them, and I said, Father, I have this strange notion. And he said, you should pursue it. And I said, but Father, at that point I was 53, I'm 53 years old. And he said, God knows how old you are. <laughs> He's got a point there, I suppose. Now, I had a few different problems there. You know, I lacked some courage to actually step up and do what I needed to do. You listen to this first reading, the seven brothers, right? All seven of them stood by their convictions and said, do with us what you will. We are not going to change our mind on adhering to God's law. Even the king and his attendants marveled at how courageous they were. I didn't have that, quite have that courage, but I needed to find it. So I started talking to people, and the vocation director was very kind. But there was one person I needed to talk to more than anybody else if I was going to do this. That was my son. Because my son, like some of you guys, was about 20, maybe 19. And I needed him to know that this is what I was thinking, but I also needed him to say it was okay. And oddly enough, you know, when God has a plan, he makes everything work just the way you want it to. So I called my son up and I said, John, I'm thinking of going back to school because I was going to still retire early. And he said, oh, to become a deacon? I said, well, sort of, yes, but more than that. He's like, more than that? What does that mean? I said, well, I think I'm going to become a priest. He said, oh, a priest. Um, I'd be worried about you, Dad. Worried? Why would you be worried? I think you'd be bored and lonely. Say, bored and lonely? Why would you say that? He says, Dad, after you say Mass on Sunday, what are you going to do all week? <laughs> Just ask Father Rick. Um, the point is, uh, well, I told him no, I wouldn't be bored and lonely. I said, what do you think beside that? Because I think I'd have plenty to do and plenty of people. He said, I think you'd be a great priest, Dad. I said, well, how do you feel about this? And the Holy Spirit had entered into his heart because he said, I think it would be great, Dad. If that makes you happy, you go right ahead and do it. It's okay.
So we had the Holy Spirit working God's plan, helping my son to be courageous and letting his father go be a priest, helping me just deal with the situation the way God was calling me. And you know, as I think about the courage that's required, you know, I see it every day in Mount Angel Seminary. There's 80 other guys there, many young. The youngest is 18, all the way up to me and a guy named Tony Galati, who's 62, I'm 60. So we're the two old, we're the two old geezers there. The point is, courage brings all of those men there to see what God wants them to do. They're not all going to become priests, but they're going to be better men because they have at least explored this and been formed to respond to God. So that's really what a seminary helps us to do. It helps us to think more about what God wants us to do, about what we can do for other people. I'm constantly telling these young guys, it's not about you. It's about God in your life using you to do something. You may end up be getting, getting married, or you may end up becoming a priest, but either way, you're doing what God wants if you listen and let him in your heart. So what does that mean for all of us here today? Open up your heart and your mind to God. That's the message, right? Because if we seek God, we can find joy. That was the theme of our seminary benefit dinner on Sunday. Seek God, find joy. John Mosier, Father John Mosier now, very dear friend of mine from Mount Angel, he gave a great talk about how he was finding joy through his priesthood. Just in the few short months he's been a priest already. Very joyful. And you know, I found joy as I found that this path was right for me. And being here with all of you has been incredibly joyful. So as you're thinking about your life, you may think there's something missing. Something's not quite right. God may have a plan for you, and you need to figure it out. You can figure it out through prayer. If you're really concerned that maybe you're getting called to religious life, you can figure it out by talking to Father Rick or Father Sean or me or the vocation director, Father Jeff Irvin here in in the diocese if you just need some help kind of putting your life together talk to people but also pray pray because God does have a plan and we need to figure it out and if you really want to find joy if you want your joy to be full as we said in the responsorial psalm if you want it to be complete then you have to bring God in because bringing God in is the most successful way to achieve joy in your life.